Hi, and welcome to Soul Powerful Parables, stories of rhyme, reason, and God's truth. I'm your host, Dana Buck. Thanks for listening. And if you like the story, please consider subscribing and give us a five-star rating where you enjoy your podcasts. It really helps us. We'd also love to hear from you, so contact us on Facebook at Soul Powerful Parables. Now, settle in, and let's have a story. Words in the Sand A So Powerful Parable by Dana Buck The teachers of the law and the Pharisees brought in a woman caught in adultery. They made her stand before the group and said to Jesus, Teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. In the law, Moses commanded us to stone such women. Now what do you say? They were using this question as a trap in order to have a basis for accusing him. But Jesus bent down and started to write on the ground with his finger. John 8, verse 3 through 6. This retelling of a classic Bible story reminds us of Jesus' wisdom and forgiveness. Words in the Sand A So Powerful Parable by Dana Buck A door bursts open suddenly. Loud voices fill a room. Accusation, implication, chaos starts to bloom. A woman and a man absorbed in intimate embrace are roughly disengaged mid cries of harlot and disgrace. A group of men surround them like an angry swarm of bees made up of proper citizens and led by Pharisees. The woman cowers, terrified, here in her humble house because the man she's sleeping with is someone else's spouse. Mercy! cries the guilty man. This scene, it's not my fault. She beckoned me in from the street, then started her assault. I struggled to resist her, tried to break her spell of sin, and was just about to flee when all of you came bursting in. Liar! cried the woman, so astounded and aghast. For this man had been her lover many evenings in the past, plying her with presents, speaking words meant to endear, promising to marry her somehow within the year. Now he spat these falsehoods so untrue it made her wince. He undertook to save himself, escape at her expense. Silence, cried a Pharisee, then turning to the man. I know how women intrigue and completely understand. Go now to the temple, make a sacrifice of grief, pay a reparation, and your soul will find relief. Clutching hands release him as the mob breaks off its rants. The man bolts from the crowded room without a backwards glance. Alone now in this circumstance, the woman's mind's a blur. The crowd of men move closer, and all eyes are fixed on her. 
She hears their growing murmurs, menacing in mood and tone. Then words like sin, adulterer, mosaic law, and stone. Let's take her to the potter's field, a man abruptly cries. The Talmud teaches penalties. For this, a woman dies. A surging of agreement echoed through this angry cast, when all at once a Pharisee said, Hold it! Not so fast. I have a better option, a quite sly and brilliant scheme. Instead of Potter's Field, let's take her to the Nazarene. Soliciting his judgments will demand that he impose the undisputed sentence which he well and fully knows. If he says to stone her, <laughs> that's an automatic plus, for that will show the people he's no different than us. But if he counsels mercy and her punishment withholds, we'll label him a heretic, and then we'll have him cold. He calls us snakes and vipers, masquerading whitewashed tombs? Well, we'll show him a thing or two, and truly none too soon. Laughing in agreement, they all scurry and careen, hustling the woman to confront the Nazarene. Walking through the temple courts beneath the burning sun, Jesus finds a place to sit and people start to come. Most are frankly curious to reckon and appraise this man who speaks so skillfully in new and stirring ways. He greets them all quite warmly, starts to verbalize and share when suddenly he's hindered by a noise across the square. A group of heated men appear, parading into view. They're teachers of the law, and Pharisees are with them too. Writhing at the center of this rough and vexing throng, a woman, young and terrified, is being dragged along. Jesus sees her misery and quickly understands, for as the mob approaches, he sees rocks within their hands. Rabbi, shouts a Pharisee, we have a situation, one that needs your judgment and your wise deliberation. Here we have a woman, her dishonor absolute, captured in adultery, her guilt beyond dispute. By the law of Moses, our religion can't condone her, in fact, it clearly spells out that we really ought to stone her. But before we took this action, we felt etiquette demanded that we check with you and ascertain what you commanded. Looking truly satisfied, the Pharisee concluded. Silence overtook the group as Jesus thought and brooded. Then he did a thing that none at first could understand. He bent and with his finger started writing in the sand. 
The Pharisees, indignant, felt impatiently compelled until they started noticing the words that Jesus spelled. Hannah and Naomi, Elisheba and Diana, Lydia, Jerusha, Eunice, Rhoda, and Susanna. Jesus kept on writing and not looking up in tone. He who stands here sinless may deliver the first stone. But no one moved a muscle, for the shock was too extreme. Each man who reads these scratchings knows exactly what they mean. All are names of women they've dishonored in the past, breaking vows of marriage, indiscretions dark and vast. Jesus didn't speak, did not accuse adultery. The names themselves suffice to mark their great hypocrisy. One by one, the men depart, leave the girl alone. The only sound, the thudding of ashamed, discarded stones. Jesus, as he straightened, saw the woman now confused and asked, Where are they? Has no one condemned you or accused? No one, sir, she answered, and she struggled not to cry. Jesus looked at her and said, So, neither then will I. A rush of grace and mercy filled the woman to the brim. As Jesus added, Go your way and leave your life of sin. And as the woman vanished, Jesus turns to those he tends and smiling takes his seat. Now, where were we, my friends? In the story of the woman caught in adultery, found in John 8, verse 2 through 11, the Bible doesn't tell us exactly what Jesus wrote in the sand when the woman was brought before him for judgment. But whatever it was, it caused those who had condemned her to drop the stones in their hands and go away, one at a time until no accuser was left. With the departure of the mob, Jesus bestows on the woman this wonderful statement of forgiveness. Then neither do I condemn you. And also this word of admonition, go now and leave your life of sin. The lesson for us, I think, is this. Grace and mercy restore life. Judgment and condemnation destroy it. Like the people of the mob, we are imperfect sinners with no right to cast stones of accusation at another. We need to remember that it is only through the unmerited forgiveness of Jesus that we know and enjoy the presence of God in our lives. As Jesus did in this story, let's strive to make grace, mercy, and gentle admonition the hallmark of our Christian expression. When we do, we become beacons of hope, forgiveness, and acceptance to those in our broken world.
We hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. Words in the Sand was written and narrated by Dana Buck. Additional voices were provided by Sidney Kappenman, Jacob Isaacs, Brandon Blue, Jordan Miles, and Kevin LaRoche. Devotional thoughts were narrated by Kim Pratt, and this episode was produced by Beneath Blue Skies Productions. So Powerful Parables is a ministry of So Powerful, a nonprofit organization dedicated to empowering women and girls and combating extreme poverty in the African country of Zambia. To find out more, visit our website at sopowerful.org. Also, check out our books, So Powerful Parables and We Are So Powerful, both available on Amazon. All proceeds from the sale of these books go to support the work of our ministry. And finally, check out our other podcast, The So Powerful Podcast, featuring interviews with those who have been touched by this special organization. Until next time, may your life always be filled with beautiful rhymes.